Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Radio. I'm your boy Thomas Big C coming to you live and direct WTXG Radio Studios. We're about to get it in, man. We're about to get it in. So, um, without further ado, let me introduce you to the the hottest radio host, the sport the sports director of the year, the man who gonna give it to you like he give it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Nader Murphy. What's going on, Nader? What's up, Big T? What's popping? What's good? Let's get this thing rolling. You boys have sports director of the year, man. That's what's up. <laughs> I wish they gave an award for it. That'd be tight. <laughs> it would be tight. You, you deserve it. You definitely deserve it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. But, Big T, I'm definitely excited, man. Definitely excited for the show tonight. Um, excited that we got that win last week against the Jags uh, coming sure. back. Um, in the fashion that we came back in and, you know, climbing back, climbing back, and then winning the game 24-20. to 20. Um, So, you know, it, it wasn't the showing that I was expecting from the Saints. Uh, I mean, you could say I, I was kind of expecting it because, like, it's the first game. But um, definitely excited to see what's going to happen this Friday in the Superdome against the Cardinals for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They played a – a pretty sluggish game early on. Um, <clears throat> second half was okay. I think I, I saw a lot of good things from uh, a lot of the players in the second half. Um, but the first half, Sean Payton was a little pissed off. He was definitely a little pissed off him? with the way the coach was playing. <laughs> yeah. Do you blame him? You know? No, you couldn't blame him. You definitely couldn't blame him because they were – they look horrible. A lot of people are mad. Well, why is Drew Brees not playing? Why is Jesus not on the field? Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we we know we know going into the game, Drew Brees probably wasn't going to play. Um, you know, Tom Savage came out there, and as we said last week on the show, you know, to me, Tom Savage is is, is trash. I sound Robert, like uh, Jalen Ramsey. I sound like Jalen Ramsey, but uh, 
uh, Tom Savage is trash. And, you know, like, you know, Kamara was in the game, had a, had a, you know, runs and a couple of catches here and there. Tom Savage missed him um, right in the flat, which I was so surprised. I was like, damn, like, he was wide open. Kamara would have took it, like, all the way for a touchdown, but he missed him. So that play kind of pissed me off. But then, you know, um, just just watching it, man, you know, Trey Carr Smith, Definitely showed out, had a had a good uh, performance. He still has a lot um, that he can do better. You know, he's just trying to form into that NFL receiver. But Sean Payton right. even said, you know, with him, like, hey, you know, he yeah, he made a couple of good catches, but he still got a, he still has a lot long way to, of learning and definitely becoming a starter because you know he's still not good at pass protection or, or blocking and things like that. So he has to get that down pat before they can even put him um, in the game, you know. So, you know, mm-hmm. Trey Smith definitely had a good showing. Like I said, he had a few things here and there that he could definitely work on, but that's what the preseason's for. It is for mm-hmm. you to, you know, to work on the to work out the kinks and stuff like that. So he definitely had uh, had a good game. And then you had, uh, you know, just overall, man, you know, Jonathan Williams, he did pretty good. Um, you know, the O-line was pretty uh, decent. You know, the thing about it, though, is like I said, we, as we talked about it last week, we see the quarterbacks, you know. You got Tom Savage come in and, you know, do a couple of things and then mess up, with, you know, a couple of times and could have had an interception too, could have thrown an interception. So um, you had that, but then when you got Taysom Hill put in the game, you know, Taysom Hill was the guy moving the offense up the field and, you know, mm-hmm. busting it, you know, for 30-yard runs and, and things like that. So, you know, the thing with Taysom Hill, though, Big T, just, just kind of noticing just from watching the game that, you know, I think, and we and especially watching him at, while he was at Tulane for that practice, but he, to me, panics too early. And by doing that, he, he wants to run. Right, he does. He, do, he definitely does. And I just feel like he's not going to be that pocket passer like Drew Brees is where – you know, you got you got him, you know, just making the throws. You know, you got you got him to where it's like, man, like, you know, as soon as he sees it collapse on him, he's jetting and I get it, like, you know, you gotta run for your life, but at the same time, like, I would rather him be more in the pocket, hit right. the receiver right away and then get the first down instead of just always running, 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 you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he had a good game throwing the ball, too. I mean, he went 8 for 9 for 72 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But he led the team in rushing. He had seven uh, attempts for 52 yards. And I understand, as you said, you know, yeah, you want to get out of the pocket if you if you feel rushed. But don't lose your mind when you see one person coming behind you or coming up the, the middle or whatever, and you just, I'm running the ball. We can't, you know, we can't have that because then it becomes one of those, uh, Michael Vick type situations where we're going to have that kind of quarterback. Where right. you know, whenever the pocket breaks down just a little bit, you're running. But, you know, also, too, like, you know, to his to his advantage, though, you know, you, you got to think about it as, look, he was in the game, what, third quarter, and, you know, basically in the third quarter, like, he did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> he definitely did what he was supposed to do. So it was just like, you know, and then also two big T, you know, the receivers that he had in the game at the time weren't the starters, you know. So it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to kind of judge somebody, 
you know, based off of playing with rookie receivers and, and people that's just trying to make the team, you know. So, like, the thing about it, I just want to see him, like, maybe in the third preseason game, like, you know, obviously Drew Brees will play a quarter or maybe a half in that game. And then, you know, for the second half, put him in first. See how he gels with the, you know, with the ones. See how, you know, mm-hmm. like a couple of drives, you know, just to see how he reacts with Mike Thomas and how he would react with, um, you know, Kamara and, and, and those guys. So, um, you know, that that's one thing that I want to see happen because, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep him, you want to know how he gels with all the ones, you know, not mm-hmm. not the seconds and the thirds and the fourths. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, another good test for him this week going against Arizona. Arizona has, you know, a decent a decent defense. Uh, obviously, we know they have Patrick Peterson, and I don't know if they're going to play, you know, as much as, as, you know, they're supposed to. But, um, you know, we definitely got a, a home game this week. I'm actually going to the game. And it uh, should be fun. should be fun just to see how they put together, uh, you know, a game plan and um, bounce back from last week because obviously last week wasn't what they wanted. Yeah, they got the win, but still it was an ugly performance, like you said. So, um, but you know, we still got some things. Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram had a had a good outing. You know, he scored a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. Like we said, Jonathan Williams. The defense looked really, really suspect um, in the first quarter, but to oh, yeah. their point, it. To their point, though, Big T, you know, Cam Jordan didn't play. You know, um, uh, Okafor didn't play. Um, you know, Davenport didn't play. So it was just like they didn't really have all the ones out there. You know, Lattimore had a had a decent decent showing. You know, uh, you, you expect that from him now. Um, mm-hmm. A guy that I was very disappointed in was Kurt Coleman, a safety that we got okay. from the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, he was- he, I mean, dude, like you cannot have Blake Bortles running in the end zone for a touchdown like that. That's come on, man. You know, like if he mm-hmm. would have, if he would have caught up to Bortles, he could have, you know, knocked him out of bounds at the two, you know. And like, the dude just could not get there. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like this is the first. He was the first free agent we signed this year, and you know he definitely wasn't on point. So hopefully, he gets that they get that fixed immediately um but uh patrick robinson patrick robinson got beat on on a play where a receiver mm-hmm. came inside and then bounced it right back outside and shook him i was like wow you know he looked like the old p rob i was like oh lord here we go again. <laughs> and we talked about you that know? last week I brought it up last week about how is he gonna come back and be the old p rob or he's gonna be the new p rob and we saw the right? old p rob <laughs> So that's the and that's the thing, you know. So it's just like you know, hopefully, you know, in this in this game Friday against the Cardinals, you know, we can definitely see, um, you know, a, a better show of what these guys have to put on the field because, like I said last week, was very very disturbing. The first, at least the first quarter was. Um, I mean, Leonard Fournette and Leonard Fournette, you know, he's gonna run all over teams. So, um, you know, he definitely he definitely had them first. You know, that first drive going down the field and them scoring, I mean, he had his way. First run, I think, was, like, for 10 yards. And then the the next run after that was for, like, seven, eight. I was like, damn, they gashing the Saints up, you know, with the run game. Pretty good. He only had five carries. 
He only carried the ball five times. He had 24 yards. So, um, you know, so it's just like he had all nice carries. Right. You know, so it's just like he was having some nice little runs, which, you know, you expect from Fournette. But still, you know, it's like, come on, man. You know, but like I said, man, it, it, the, the number one, the, the first team wasn't really out there or they were missing a lot of people. Um, Tao didn't play. Um, you know, so, you know, they got to get it back to where they need to get it before the season starts. But um, like I said, man, just trying to see improvement every week, which is going to help, you know, which is going to help. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's all about just making changes, fixing the problems that we had because, like, these guys look bad. P-Rob was a guy that I think if he doesn't pick it up this week, I think he's pretty much going to be cut. They got to let him go. They gotta. They can't keep a guy like that around um, because he becomes a a cancer to the rest of the the rest of the team, the rest of the players in that in that in that position. So we gotta we gotta make some changes. I've never been a huge P. Rob fan, but um, no. we'll definitely we'll definitely see about that. Now let me ask you this, Nader. Um, out of, out of the four quarterbacks we have right now, um, usually the Saints keep two quarterbacks. Who do you think? Are the two quarterbacks? Well, I'm gonna say two. One, we have one other quarterback that stays on his team, um, Tom Savage, or Barrett, or Mr. Hill. Who's gonna be that one quarterback that the Saints keep? That's a question. It's a question from Miss um, Nola Lady Five Hundred Four on Twitter. I would say um, I would say Taysom Hill. I would say Taysom Hill. Um, you know, I think Taysom Hill. Um, brings more um, to the Saints than um, Tom Savage. And the reason why is this. Listen, Tom Savage has been with other teams. He hasn't done good. Um, you know, he's he's been with uh, the Houston Texans this past uh, past year. I mean, dude had, dude had DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you know, they had an offense, Will Fuller, um, Lamar Miller, and, I mean, he just couldn't do anything with them, you know. So the thing with that is, is listen, like, Tom Savage, yeah, we get it. He's a veteran quarterback. He's a backup. Sean Payton usually loves veteran quarterbacks to be their backup um, starters. But at some point, you have to look at it and say, well, look, you know, if, if Sean Payton is really, really up Taysom Hill, like he says for Taysom Hill, then, you know what I'm saying, then you got to roll with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. You got to roll with Taysom Hill. And by rolling with Taysom Hill, you know, yeah, if something happens to Drew Brees, knock on wood, you're putting in a guy who hasn't played, uh, you know, a snap in the NFL. But at the same time, you know, like, listen, if you guys are very confident in this guy and you want him to be the successor for Drew Brees, you got to start putting him in the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And see if he's truly the guy that y'all really want. You know, and, and hey, look, and, and a lot of fans might say, well, that's kind of crazy. Well, the thing is this. If you're gonna if you're gonna figure out your future, let's figure it out now. That's not like that's not be like all these other quarterbacks that we drafted in the fifth round, fourth round, where we get them, we put them in, they don't do nothing, and then we cutting them. Like nah, let's let's see what this dude has. You have a lot of confidence in him. Sean Payton has said gave him high praise, saying, oh, you know, I definitely like him and this 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 that. But again, Big T, like we said last week, to me. I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know if he's the guy over because if he was, why would Sean Payton have him playing special teams? 
exactly. the confusing thing for me. You know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. confusing thing. So I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. But, again, it's too early. It's only one game. Uh, you know, when we get to the fourth game, usually the the thing about the quarterback situation is the fourth game is going to tell everything because those guys are going to be in those games, in that game, 100% of the time, pretty much. You know, they're, I mean, you look at it, you look at it, first quarter, you know, in the fourth game of the preseason, first, first second quarter, I'll probably be, I'll just say first quarter, I'll probably be savage. Second quarter, maybe beginning of the third quarter, be Taysom Hill. And then fourth quarter is going to be JT, JT Barrett. You know, so those guys are going to be competing that whole game. You know, and you know that's gonna really put them out there and really show what they have. You know, they're looking at not only can they score touchdowns, they're looking at who has control of the, uh, uh, of the huddle, who has, um, you know, who who can hurry up, call the plays, and, and, and get it out there fast. Or if we're in a no huddle situation, can they, you know, can they do that? You know what I'm saying? Like they're looking for all kind of stuff that's gonna help them in the long run. You know, so. And and also too, just like we said, Big T, they're not looking for somebody just to be oh, you know, oh, the pockets collapsing. He he ran on this drive eight times. Nah, they're not looking for that. They're looking for somebody nah. who's gonna be in there, swing the ball, get the ball to the receivers accurately, and that's that. So the fourth preseason game, that's the one I'm really looking forward to as far as the backup, you know, situation goes. But that's that doesn't just go for quarterback though, Big T. That goes for the, the whole team because. If you really look at it, there's 15 roster spots, why you know that are available, and you got all these guys fighting for 15 roster spots. So, right. you know, you are gonna have like you said with Taysom Hill, he's probably gonna make the team. Why? Because the thing with that is this: Sean Payton looks at it from a different perspective and say, "Well, I have a quarterback of the future, plus I have a guy who can get down on punt returns and make something shake." And mm-hmm. you know, and that's you're basically getting. Uh, two players in one, so that's a roster spot that you're saving. If you, if you, you know, that's a roster spot you're saving. So mm-hmm. that's that. So you know, there's more to the table than Tom Savage. But at the end of the day, Sean Payton likes those, you know, veteran quarterbacks like Chase Daniels and McCown and those guys. So you just never know. You just never know. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how. Yes. Yeah. This quarterback thing moves around. I would be shocked. I mean, and also, also too, big see the running back situation. You know, like well, that too, fourth yeah. game. Yeah. That fourth game is going to definitely show. Like, I mean, obviously, they still got the second, third game to really show what they got. But what I'm saying is, like, the fourth game. You know, you're going to have the Jonathan Williams out there and, and those guys, the Terrence West, the same Marine. You're going to have those guys out there trying to make the team. You know, so. At that at that time, it's like, man, you know, that's why I said, like, that game is really going to be the, the test because it's going to be like, man, all of these guys really just trying to do their thing, you know? I mean, this, and this is a very important time in the, in the um, very important time for the organization. Now, and I've been talking about it now, I think, for, for the last five years on the reason why the Saints have not uh, tried to find the heir apparent to Drew Brees. I said it has to happen soon. It has to yeah. happen. And I understand Drew Brees wants and to. You know, and you know, a lot of people thought. A lot of people thought Big T. A lot of people thought with that first round pick, they didn't think they were going to climb up and get Davenport. They thought they were going to wait. They could have got Lamar. Uh, 
They could have got Lamar um, Lamar Jackson. They could have got right. him. And, you know, a lot of people are downing them for, like, you know, oh, well, if they would have got Lamar Jackson, can you, and can you imagine Lamar Jackson after Drew Brees leaves, Lamar Jackson with his young, feisty defense, and you still got Mike Thomas and Kamara and, and those guys. And it's like, you're right. You know, that would be a fire-ass offense, you know. But at the same time, it's like this is going to tell the, the, the tale because, listen, Drew Brees only signed a two-year contract, all right? And, listen, if for all those fans who think Drew Brees is going to play forever, it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So this preseason is going to be huge for Taysom Hill because if Taysom Hill can't get on board and, and do, what he, do what's expected of him, then, listen, then it's a wrap. Then you know for sure next year they're going to be drafting a quarterback for sure. Or what they'll try to do, Big T, and a lot of people forget about this too, is that, you can go into free agency and grab your quarterback. You know? You can go into free agency and grab your quarterback. It doesn't have to be a young quarterback in the draft. You can, you can grab one from, from free agency, just like Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, Alex Smith went to the Redskins. So it's like you can always go that route, too. It doesn't always have to be through the draft. So right. they have options. Definitely. Yeah, they definitely have options. They definitely do have options. So um, we, we we will see. But like I said, I, I think bringing in uh, your boy from Houston, um, Tom Savage, was a bad move in some cases because he, he he gets flustered real quick. I mean, he he moves his feet on. Well, they brought they brought him in. They brought him in just also to fight for the second, you know, for a backup position, but also too. He's a camp body as well, so like you know, they needed they needed an extra camp body. So you know, we get it. It, it happens every single year, you know. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, guys, like let's stop let's stop beating around the bush. Like, what are we doing? Like, is this guy gonna be the the heir apparent that you breathe? Or if he's not, come on, like you know, for sure next year we gotta draft him. And also too, you gotta also remember to speak to that next year we don't have a first round pick. So if they're going for a quarterback, you know what I'm saying, or if that's what the route they're gonna go, they gotta they gotta get themselves together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they gotta figure that out if they're gonna try to get one through the draft. If not, you know, it's like all right, well we still got Drew Brees for another year, but at the same time, you know, it's like you're not gonna get nobody from free agency right away and be like, oh well, we want you to sit behind Brees for a year. That's not gonna happen. Players that are in free agency are trying to get paid. And, you know, they're trying to play. They're not going to come in and sit behind Breeze for a year. So it's like, all right, so that's the, if that's the case, you know, let's look at it from this standpoint. All right, what quarterbacks are coming out next year? And then what quarterbacks are coming out the year that Breeze comes out? But me personally, I wouldn't draft the QB. Um, Breeze is going to, re- like, the year Breeze, um, like, hangs it up. Like, right after Breeze hangs it up. Like, we need a backup plan before Breeze decides to dip. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we need we need a backup plan. So, you know, that's why I said you know these next three games are gonna definitely show for Taysom Hill. Hopefully, hopefully he pans out and does good. Um, and he is the heir apparent. That way we ain't gotta worry about that no more. But also too, you know, um, if he isn't, then we're kind of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like if he makes if he makes the team, which he will. If he makes the team and he's solely on special teams, which he probably will, then that's a red flag to me. 
that's a red flag. You know, if they keep Tom Savage and him, that's a red flag to me. If they say, all right, Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, that's it, it's like, all right, they definitely believe in that dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you got to, if you do, if you do keep him, you have to, you have to take him off of special teams. So that means you may have to keep another quarterback. Because if you feel like he's the guy who can be the heir apparent right. to Drew, got confidence in him, you got to take him off. Go either way. So you may have to keep a third quarterback because of yeah. that. So. So um, that, that's why I said. So it's gonna it's gonna be um it's gonna be interesting these next three games, man, to see what's gonna happen. I'm really excited to see how he plays in the Superdome. I want to see how he plays under, you know, with the home crowd behind them and stuff like that, you know, energizing him up. So that's going to be nice. We'll definitely see what happens Friday. But um, other than that, man, like, you know, like I said, there's a lot of players fighting for roster spots. Um, Jamerson, the cornerback they drafted, he's going to be – he's been doing good in camp. Arthur Marlette has been doing good in camp. They're all fighting for jobs. Um, As we all know, um, the Saints did uh, cut – the uh, cornerback Devontae Harris, um, he was picked up by the Tampa Bay Bucks, so he's with the Buccaneers now. Um, they can have him for all I care. Uh, <laughs> other than that, um, just some news from today. Uh, Okafor, Alex Okafor, um, basically got hurt. Got hurt um, during during the play today. Fell down. It's a leg injury. Uh, the whole the whole uh, team was silent. When he was down on the ground, hopefully it's not significant um, he, of an injury. They say, he, they say he walked off on his own power, so hopefully that's a good sign. Yeah, hopefully, a- hopefully, man, hopefully, because we need him, man. He, I mean, just in the practices, man, he's been going off. When he's been in, he's been getting so yeah. much pressure. So, man, we need him. So hopefully it's not an injury that's going to keep him out long. Um, also, too, Marcus Davenport, um, Sean Payton said today that his progression is is coming well from the little injury that he had. I don't know if what I think it's like a a strain, a muscle strain, or something in his arm. Um, so uh, he's getting he's getting through that right now. But when asked today if he was going to play in this week's game, Sean Payton said we'll see. He said we'll see for pretty much for all the players, Drew Brees, Kamara, everybody. So uh, mm-hmm. we need to get him into live reps immediately. Um, because, you know, if something did happen to Okafer and he's gone for, you know, a certain amount of time, we're going to need him to step up, you know. Also, yeah. we have, you know, Trey Hendrickson, and, and he played good last week too. Um, but, you know, we definitely need Davenport to come through, man, because we invested a lot in him, and we definitely need him to show up for real. He needs to start practicing again. As well as um, Cameron Meredith, he was practicing, uh, he was at, camp today in attendance, but he wasn't practicing. Did say after practice him and Drew Brees were, you know, working on some things, but he got to get in the mix too because he got receivers on his ass trying to take his job. And, you know, (laughs) they signed him to that contract um, from the Bears. So, you know, he definitely got to get it going because, you know, you can easily lose your job in this offense, especially uh, especially if you play receiver, you know. Um, but when you got you got Kirkwood going off, you got Trey Carl Smith going off, you know, um Tommy Lee Lewis, um, you know, 
was doing his thing for a minute. He was doing his thing for a minute, then got hurt, I guess. Um, so it's just like you gotta you gotta you gotta get it going because they're looking for Cameron Meredith to be opposite Mike Thomas, um, or Traquan Smith gonna take that spot or play inside, you know, you just never know. So it's gonna be hard for defenses to really pick apart what we're trying to do, but um definitely gotta step up. He definitely gotta play to this week because you know, they're trying to bring him back from his injury, not trying to push him, but time you gotta see what this guy has, you know. Right. Right. So it's gonna be very interesting. We're gonna be excited to see what happens. Um look Nate, let's take a break. Let's come back and we can talk a little bit about a little bit more about the Cardinals game this Friday in the Louisiana Super oh, Louisiana Superdome. Well I'm taking it back. The Mercedes Benz Superdome <laughs> taking it way back. Uh talk about the Saints and the Cardinals Friday in the Mercedes Benz Superdome. Uh so y'all stay tuned. Tune in to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. Real sports talk for real sports fans. gymnastics but he can perform car care that's a perfect 10 you see steve is an expert speedy technician so you'll love what he can do everything from a quick oil change to brakes from tune-ups to factory scheduled services and more who can do more than change your oil speedy can go to speedyoil.com today to find the location nearest you speedy oil change and auto service full service full speed Dixie RV Superstores is the Gulf South's number one dealer of Tiffin Motorhomes. Dixie RV has the largest selection and savings on Tiffin Motorhomes like the Allegro Open Road, the Allegro Red, Phaeton Allegro Bus, and Zephyr, Tiffin's most luxurious motorhome. Rush into Dixie RV Superstores and Camping World to see the new 2015 models that are arriving daily and check out the savings on all Tiffin Motorhomes. Off I-12, exit 35 in Hammond. Check us out online, DixieRV.com. Dixie RV, helping you retire one weekend at a time. Finally got me, Ben. What's that, Rick? The Clark Street Crater, the mother of all potholes. For decades, it's tormented the people of this town. They try to fill it, but it always returns. Got me good. But you know, State Farm's got you, too. Yeah? You hear that? You ain't nothing! Are you trash-talking a pothole? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm.
Black Lives right here on Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXT Talk Radio. Also broadcasting live on the TuneIn app and on our website at WTXGTalkRadio.com. I'm the boy Thomas G, formerly the artist known as Thomas Big T. <laughs> we're, definitely, <laughs> we're definitely getting it in uh, tonight, man. Having a good time with the number one sports director in the world, Mr. Nader Murphy. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling Big T. You just here so you won't get fined, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined, bro. <laughs> That's what's up, man. We're back live uh, here on Overtime Sports Talk. And we're going to talk a little bit about the game this weekend. Um, we got the Arizona Cardinals coming in, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. What are you looking for in this game here? I know we talked about uh, week one, what we were looking for, but this week, what are, what are some of the the the, the things you're looking for um, against the Cardinals? Just, man, just coming out on that first drive, man, seeing the defense just kind of, you know, um, just kind of do their thing. You know, Sam Bradford's probably going to be playing this week, so um, you know, and Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford, you know, when he was with the Vikings, you know, he tore the Saints up, you know. So um, just kind of seeing how the defense adjusts to him and just kind of seeing, you know, a better first and second drive out of their defense. Um, you know, you know, they did create a lot of turnovers last week, which was good. Um, so that's one thing, you know, just definitely seeing the defense play a little bit better. Uh, offensively, you know, seeing Tom Savage, if he can definitely take the next step to being the backup quarterback. Um, also, too, with Taysom Hill, you know, just seeing how he puts together his performance from last week, gets together and plays in the Superdome, and like I said, with the fans behind them and stuff like that. So um, that's going to be key. Seeing if Trey Quasman can definitely, uh, you know, he had a solid game last week, but just seeing the little, the little knickknack stuff, seeing him do better at blockage and, and picking up blitzes and, and just stuff like that. Um, other than that, man, you know, just just kind of just watching the cornerback position. Cornerback position, you know, like we said, Millet, uh, Jameson, uh, just seeing them, they're going at it. The safety position, got to see a better performance out of Kirk Coleman because I'm telling you, man, I was very disappointed with him. I was actually, see, I was in Michigan last week for, the, uh, for my cousin's wedding, and I'm driving to Ohio uh, after getting off the plane. I went to go uh, stop at my cousin's house in Ohio, Toledo, which is like an hour away. And, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much, like, in the car. My mom's driving, and I'm watching the game. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? Like, is this our, our, our defense? Like, come on, man. Like, this is ridiculous, you know? Easy, easy, easy yards they were giving away. Tackling was horrible. You know, Sean Payton even said the tackling was horrendous last week. Um, so definitely see better tackling uh, performance. Better, they better stop, you know, the the crazy stuff in the beginning. Um, I mean, you expect that out of the third and fourth stringers. They're not, not the guys who half of them are going to be on the field playing defense right. week one, you know. Um, but other than that, one thing I really want to see, man, I want to see the kick return position really pan out. Um, yes. You know, Brandon Tate. Yes. Yeah, man. Brandon Tate had a had a nice little uh, return um, in the game, and, I, and before the game, I had tweeted like I thought he was gonna take one back to the house. And when I seen him break that one, and he was about to go, I was like, oh man, he's about to break it. And then, you know, he got tackled. But I was like, man, 
Like, I just want to see. I really want to see him get the job because he he's a he's that. I think he's a good kick returner. And he, you know, when he was with the Bengals, he was uh, pretty solid. So, um, you know, I just want to see him kind of get it, get that position and lock that position down as that mm-hmm. kick returner. Because that's going to be a big part, man, because, I mean, as you remember, Big G, we haven't really had a kick returner outside of, like, Michael Lewis and Reggie Bush to where, right. you know, they're bringing up the ball on the, you know, they're bringing it back, and we the offense is getting a ball on the 40 or on the 30-yard line of the opposing team. You know, it's like we always get the ball on the 20 and that's it, or 25 and that's it. And it's like, come on, man, we need a guy who's going to grab it and just run it. Let's, let's put our offense in field goal range, you know, at least. You know, so definitely looking for how that's gonna pan out. Um, but other than that, man, that's pretty much it. You know, just just kind of seeing the little knickknack stuff and just kind of seeing them build and seeing how the running back position pans out. You know, Jonathan Williams can, you know, down or you know, seeing how Terrence West and Shane Vereen gonna react because it's right now they're the odd man's out. Shane Vereen and Terrence West are really the odd man's out right now. Um, right. So you know, the other guys who've been here from last year, Edmonds and, and Williams, they, they kind of putting it on right now. It's like, man, we're not giving up our jobs to these dudes. So um, so we'll see what pans out with that. But other than that, man, just just excited. Like I said, just excited. Football is back, you know. And, uh, you know, first game in the Superdome for the year. Even though it's a preseason game, we already know how Saints fans do. We come out, we ready, we tailgate, you know. So definitely excited. And, um, Man, just just looking forward to seeing how everything pans out too, you know. Also too, nah. you know, there, there's there's a lot there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff, you know, as far as you know with the Saints and not only with the Saints but just a lot of NFL stuff going on right now. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing it on Twitter, but um, you know, Jalen Ramsey. Oh yeah, Jalen Ramsey came out and uh. Uh, did an interview with GQ magazine and was calling out all the quarterbacks and stuff. He said that he said that Matt Ryan is overrated. He said once Kyle Shanahan left to take the coaching job with the 49ers, um, you could tell that the offense went downhill. And Matt Ryan is supposed to if he's if he won the MVP award, he's supposed to play like an MVP every year. Still got Julio, and he like he didn't play like an MVP. He's overrated. Mm-hmm. He said that wow. Josh Allen, the the quarterback that Buffalo drafted, is trash. He said that Buff, uh, Baltimore Ravens should have picked. Uh, they said Baltimore Ravens should uh, should. You know, he said Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson should have been picked way higher because um, obviously Flacco is garbage. And he said that uh, Lamar Jackson should definitely play before um, Joe Flacco. I mean, he was going off on everybody. He said he don't he don't believe the hype with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he said uh, he said uh, he likes Drew Brees. Drew Brees does everything. Uh, he likes Tom Brady. He likes uh, Aaron Rodgers. So he he was basically saying he liked Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. But then they asked him about his own quarterback, Brady Bortles, oh. and he was like he was like during the, during the season um, he all right, but. He was like during the season he ain't all that, but during the playoffs he he's way better than the regular season. <laughs> Very interesting. He said about his own quarterback. But he and smashed, he smashed, he smashed Eli Manning and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He said that um, he said that he 
Eli Manning isn't good. He's just good. Him and he just uh, him and Odell's connection is good. So basically, Odell makes Eli, and he said the same thing about Roethlisberger that Antonio Brown makes uh, make, makes Roethlisberger because Roethlisberger just be throwing the ball up, and Brown be catching it. He's a uh, Ramsey is a very interesting character, dude. He really is. <clears throat> I understand he's you know they would have two or three years ago they had a, a meme about him saying that he was. The dude, the dude's crazy. The dude is crazy. He, oh, uh, one thing I do like about him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, not crazy, man. But listen, I'll tell um, you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Like me and me and one of my friends had a conversation today, uh, in the gym. We were talking about him, and uh, the dude was like, "Bro, this dude is like, he was like, when he came out of college into the NFL, he was like, man, I knew he was going. He's going to be, he's going to be the cornerback." Um, the best cornerback to come out the draft after Deion Sanders. That's what my boy was said. He's a beast. The dude is a beast. Yeah, he's he a plays, beast. He's a monster. He plays, he's a monster. He plays the Yep. He plays the best. He definitely does. And and he's the kind of guy he doesn't hold his tongue and, and yep. he goes out and plays the game as he as he speaks it, as he talks about and, you it. You know, so, I like I like I like that I like a player who can back up his words. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, he backs up his words. Now, you know, a lot of people go back to him saying we're going to the uh, Patriot, we're going to the AFC Championship game, and we're going to win that bitch, and, and this, 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 that. But like he said in the interview, what was I supposed to say? Oh, we're going to play our hardest and see if we're going to win? No, I'm going to get my fans, I'm going to get the Jaggers fans hyped up. Yeah, we're going there, and we're going to win that bitch. I would have mm-hmm. did the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get, gotta get the, the fans hyped up about it. So, you know, the dude's a, a beast, man. He's a good corner. Um, you know, he has a good relationship with Mike Thomas and Kamara and, and all of those guys. Like, they all brothers. They all swap jerseys and stuff after the game this past week. Um, so, you know, he's cool. He's cool. He's he cool. Um, and like I said, man, I, I just – and you know what's funny? Like, you know, him last year, him getting into that fight with A.J. Green, that shit was so funny. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you know, just, just seeing how it was. It, it just was so funny. And then just now, like, you know, like just watching Twitter and just seeing everything going on around the NFL, like you can see like DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Jimmy Ward from the 49ers. They got into a big fight today. Uh, Jimmy Ward, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins trying to swing at Jimmy Ward, and Jimmy Ward bit ducked it, and then he started swinging on Hopkins, which Hopkins didn't have any helmet on. So they started fighting, and that, that was crazy today. And then you could just see, man, there's like a bunch of fights going on in training camp, which happens every single year. But you could just tell, like, like DeAndre Hopkins knows he has a better quarterback now in Deshaun Watson. So now he's just acting the ass. Like, he just knows, like, he's going he gonna to go off. And uh, <laughs> he's just been, he been wilding out in training camp, which is crazy. Because he did yeah, the same thing to D'Angelo Hall. Couple uh like three two three years ago in training camp he was D'Angelo Hall and him was talking shit and the key broke D'Angelo Hall's ankle on one play D'Angelo Hall had to get out which is funny I remember that I remember that yeah so you know it's just funny man it's funny because it's like you know if you can't back you you gonna walk the walk you gonna talk the talk you gotta walk the walk and like I said DeAndre Hopkins you know usually he does it today he got his ass beat though. And then, uh, and then uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, he he does his thing too. So you know, I rock with I rock with Jalen Ramsey. I like him, but um, 
don't know, man. It's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun this year. It's gonna be really really exciting. Um, a lot of people. I don't know if you saw last night, Big T, but the fantasy football thing has kicked in. A lot of people yes. doing their drafts, and and and, and ESPN did a little special on it yesterday. Um, you know, a lot of people have been hitting me up on Twitter, like, man, which player do you think is gonna be a sleeper? What player you think I should draft? What player? You know, and I'm just like. Man, like, there's a bunch of players coming out. Like, this year is going to be really, really crazy because, I mean, you know, a lot of people are picking uh, Giants running back Saquon Barkley early, big team. And, like, I mean, literally, dude's going top five to seven range. And he hasn't played a a snap in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he had a nice little preseason game against the Browns. And then he pulled a hamstring in, in practice the other day. But a lot of people are picking him to really, really go off this year. Uh, so, you know, when people hit me up and like, who's the sleeper? Who's the sleeper? Who's the sleeper? Dad? Or who do you think? I'm like, look, it's really not that hard. You know, you got players that are suspended the first four games. You know, I wouldn't mind taking a, uh, uh, a chance on them in the later rounds, you know, like Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram balled out last year. You know, he was scoring touchdowns on the goal line. Like, he was doing his thing. Him and Kamara was balling out, but mm-hmm. Mark Ingram was pounding it in there for the touchdown. So that's a sleeper. Not just saying that because I'm a Saints fan, but, like, he's a sleeper. Um, Julian Edelman for the, the Patriots, he's suspended four games. I think that's a good pickup. Once he come back, you got a number one wide receiver on your team, you know, yep. because they lost Brandon Cooks. You know, they lost Brandon Cooks. So now they got Hogan. They got Chris Hogan. You know, Edelman suspended. You know, they're going to be throwing into the running backs a lot. Um those first four weeks, so I mean, when he come back, Edelman is Tom Brady's best friend, so they're gonna be slaving to him. So, and man, speaking of Brandon Cooks, I get a lot of questions about Brandon Cooks. What is the thing with him? I mean, he's in the Orleans, plays well, does a great job, one of the top wide receivers on the team, gets traded, goes to New England, the top wide receiver on the team, making great catches, burning people all down the field, gets traded. What is up with Brandon Cook? Is there a problem with him? I, you know, I'll tell you this. The thing about him is it's not it's not that like when he was with the Saints, obviously he was a distraction saying that he wasn't getting enough uh, balls thrown his way. But the thing is, he had a thousand yards every single year he was with the Saints. So right. obviously balls are balls are being thrown towards your way. You know what I'm saying? The thing with the Saints is and a lot of people know this and some people don't, the Saints didn't want to pay him. The Saints got to that point where they were like, nah, he's just a vertical receiver. All he does is just run go routes. Nah, we're not going to pay him the $50, 60000000 million that he wants. So that's why they had him, they had him, they had him. And then it was like, you know what? You complain about stupid shit. We're going to trade you. They traded him. Obviously, they got the, the first-round pick from the Patriots. They picked Ryan Ramchek with that pick, which was a good pick. You know what I'm saying? Because Ryan Ramchek, um, you know, he played every he played every down last year for the Saints as a rookie, so that was a good pickup. Plus, you know they already like they used that pick, you know what I'm saying? So that was a good pick. But then when he went to New England, I think New England was like, all right, he got one year left on his contract. We're picking up his contract from the Saints, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's just let's just have this one year where we just you know use him, and then next year we'll get Edelman back. You know what I'm saying? We'll get Edelman back. We'll have Hogan. We'll still have, you know, these receivers. And our offense has always been – their offense has always been where they just plug in people and they're good. So they're like, all right, we'll just use him for this one year. 
They only paid him like two, three million last year. It wasn't a lot because that's all he had left on his rookie deal. So they only paid him like three million, and then that was it. And then they dumped him. They dumped him. They got a draft pick from the uh, from the Rams. You know what I'm saying? And he went to the Rams. The Rams gave him the big contract. Obviously, he's a big asset to the Rams now because if you look at their receivers, you know what I'm saying? They got Robert Wood. They got Cooper Cup, you know, and they got Cooks now. But at the same time, Cooks is better than Cooper Cup and Robert Wood, in my opinion. So, I mean, they got them a legitimate number one receiver for their team. You know, so and then on top of that, bitch, you got to think about it from their perspective. Paying them that a lot, paying them that much money. I mean, mm-hmm. He's a sixty million dollar deal, sixty seventy million dollar deal. But like, they thinking, all right, we got Cooks on the outside, we got Robert Woods on the outside, and we got Cooper Cup in the slot, right? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Cooks can run the verticals up the field. That's bringing a corner and a safety with them. Well, if we can give the ball to Gurley and not put eight eight people in the box, nine people in the box, that's going to free up Gurley to where, you know, we could dump it off to him on screen plays. We could we could just run to the left, you know, where Cooks lines up. We can run to the left behind him because the corner and safety are already up the field. Anyway, running with Cooks. So that's how they're looking at it, and that's where they're banking, the, you know, they bred on this year, going into this year. So Gurley's going to have a huge year again this year. Um, but also, too, it's kind of like, I don't think he was worth the seventy million just to run straight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. You're right so, about that. I, I and you know, see and that you know the thing is too. And you know the thing is too. Going back to the Saints thing with him, he got jealous of Mike Thomas when Mike Thomas came in that first year. He got he got jealous. You know, Mike Thomas had over a thousand yards. He got jealous. He didn't want Mike Thomas to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Now Mike Thomas is that guy. And listen, everything happens for a reason. You know what I'm saying? The guy mm-hmm. left, went to New England. Mike Thomas came in. He had a thousand yard season last year. He balled out, had another thousand yard season. You know what I'm saying? And now he's our number one receiver. Are they going to pay Mike Thomas when he gets to the point? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But also too, you got to understand by the time Mike Thomas wants to get paid and it's time for him to get paid, uh, it's going to be where Drew Brees probably ain't even on the team no more. So they're going to have money to to give Mike Thomas to come in with those guys. You know, I hate, I hate when fans say, well, man, Marshawn Lattimore's contract is coming up. And Mike Thomas's contract is coming up. And Kamara's contract is coming up. Listen, dude, like Kamara, last year was Kamara's first year. Sean, Marshawn Lattimore's first year. Mike Thomas's second year. Right? So mm-hmm. they got four years on Kamara. They can definitely pick up the option on Marshall Lattimore for that fifth year, right? And they can they can take the uh, they can take they got four years for uh, Mike Thomas. You know what I'm saying? So they don't they don't have cap space and all of that. All of that's gonna start getting better um, every single year because you know you ain't paying a quarterback that much money you know up front like they were. So now that's gonna be better for the Saints because they're gonna be able to go out. In Lattimore, go sign Kamara and sign uh, Mike Thomas, you know, and then they can still get a quarterback, you know, in free agency. Or if they draft one, it'll be better to go that route too because, like I said earlier, if you draft the QB in the first round or second round, you got four years of that quarterback until you got to mm-hmm. give him big bucks. So that's four years you're putting on the back burner 
you know what I'm saying, to free up more money for hit for that quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's going to all work out eventually, man, but it's just kind of like right now, like you said earlier, BT, like you're still the, still, the unknown is what's scary. The unknown is who's going to take over after Breeze. That's the definitely. scary part. Definitely, definitely. So um, before we get out of here, I know we got about uh, doing the – and I'm going to let everyone know, doing the preseason – uh, the shows are usually an hour during preseason. Once the regular season starts, they jump up to either hour and a half, two hours. So y'all yep. hanging there with us. Um, the Pelicans, and, and, and I want to say this: a um, report came out, not a report, when Anthony Davis spoke to uh, John DeShavers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this weekend. He they asked him about Boogie Cousins, and um, Anthony Davis said it was nice. It, it, it was a fun having him as a teammate. Um, we had a good time together, but now he's an enemy. What's your thoughts on that, Nader? I mean, it's true. It's just true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I like going to state. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a Curry fan. But the thing about it, Big T, is like, what's kind of, what's kind of, the thing that pisses me off, and, you know, I like Anthony Davis. The thing that pisses yeah. me off is like, when Boogie got hurt, Anthony Davis wore his jersey in the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. you know, he went out for the man. He showed he showed bad love to him. You know, from Mardi Gras, they were both on the float together, like, you know, getting wasted and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, he showed him, he gave him that, that New Orleans hospitality, you know what I'm saying? And then for him to just dip like that was like, all right, you know, like, fuck it. But at the same time, like we talked about last week, Big T, you know, the Pelicans did offer him the two for 40. They offered it to him. But they offered yep. it to him right when his injury happened, and then after he thought, "Oh, I'm, I'm my name's Demarcus Cousins. People know what I bring to the table. I'll probably get more money than that. Let me see what my options are." The Pelicans, um, and the Pelicans was like, "Nah, we already offered you the money. You don't want it, and that's on you." So it's a business. We all know that. All the players always say that it's a business. But at the same time, you could tell Anthony Davis was kind of like upset about it because. I mean, I was his homeboy, you know what I'm saying? They was always out together and always seen out, you know, always seen together. So it's like, when you know, and then they had the whole little thing where they had the boogie in the brow and this, 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 that, you know. So it's just tough. But you also got to understand, too, with with um, with him, you know, going to the Warriors, obviously what's the team that, since Anthony Davis has been on the Pelicans, what's the team that has been putting the Pelicans out of the playoffs? The Warriors. The Warriors. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, man, you go to the team that's been putting us out the playoffs too, oh, you're an ass. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. So that's where you got to look at it from his perspective, you know? So, I mean, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, listen, for all those Pelicans fans out there, listen, the thing is, the Pelicans made it to the second round without the Marcus Cousins. Let's put that out there. They made it to the second round of the playoffs without DeMarcus Cousins. They won a game against Golden State. They won a game against Golden State. It wasn't like they got swept by Golden State. They won a game against Golden State. You know? And they swept the Blazers. So, you know, like, it's not that they can't do it. You know, they can do it. But, you know, the the, the loss of Rondo is going to hurt that out there because he was like a coach on the, on the court. And, you know, the loss of Cousins is going to hurt a little bit, too. You know, even though they still made it to the playoffs without him, 
you know, having him would have been way better because it would create more mismatches. But at the but same I, time, but, but, but I look at it. I look yep. at it like this, Nita. The the Pelicans' offense is a little too fast for Boogie on a court. I mean, when 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 they when they're, when they're uh, uh, up tempo, Boogie can't handle that. He can't stay up tempo with this team. So maybe it's a good thing that he's not on the team anymore. Yeah. Um, and I and you know a lot of people ask me that too when he got when he went to the Warriors. They're like, "What is your thoughts on it?" I'm like, "Listen, it's not a bad thing." And I'm not saying that because, like I said, I like the Warriors. I'm saying this because it's not a bad thing for the Pelicans. The Pelicans, Alvin Gentry comes from the Warriors' offense. He he comes from that run up the court, shoot threes, you know, push the ball down the court, that type of offense. Boogie, you, if you watched the season last year, they wanted to run that, and then Boogie was the one always the team. Everybody on the team will be already up court, and Boogie is the guy who's just running, you know, running behind, trying to catch up. And it's like, listen, like that's not the offense that they're trying to run. Yeah, it's good to have him and uh, Anthony Davis mismatch and that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's kind of like the Saints. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Saints running their offense, right? With having Drew Brees, but then the Saints like to run slants. Once with slants, who's good at slants? Mike Thomas, right? Well, if you have, if you put a guy like, I don't know, just throw a name out there. If you put a guy like uh, Tommy Lee Lewis as your starter, right, running slants, right, that's not the offense that they're going to run because Tommy Lee Lewis don't run slants as good as Mike Thomas. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's the same thing with the Pelicans. The Pelicans, they're trying to run a certain offense. Well, adding Julius Randle and Peyton, you know what I'm saying? They, that's people that can run up the court, get it down the court, and run that offense with Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and, and those guys. You know, I don't think the Pelicans are in a in a shithole, as people think. I think that they're still going to be that team, you know. I mean, you got to look at the division that they're in, too. You know, yeah, they got Houston. Houston definitely is going to be the challenge for them in the, in the division that they're in. You know, let me say this. Let me say this about Houston. Hold yep. up. Let me say this about Houston, though. Houston signed Carmelo Anthony. Yep. It, it could be a problem on his team. He could become a problem and hurt his team if he doesn't come off the bench like they want him to. Um, because the, the reports are right now that they want him to come off the bench. And I don't know if Carmelo's going to want to do that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting with them. You look at San Antonio, San Antonio's not the same team. Uh, Tony Parker is in Charlotte now. Um, uh, Kawhi Leonard is in Toronto. So, I mean, the Spurs team is not the Spurs team that it used to be. You also got to look at Memphis. Um, They're up and down at times. So the division is going to be very interesting. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis ain't got nothing. The Spurs, you know, they're going to be decent. They're still going to win 30. They're going to still win 40 games. Um, the Spurs are going to be decent, you know. Now they got DeMar DeRozan. So, like, they're going to be all right. But, you know, at the same time, and they got a good coach. So, they're going to be straight. But it's just like I think that it's still going to be the same way how it was last year. I think Houston finishes first in the division. And I think the Pelicans will be right behind them because I think the Pelicans have a way better team than the Spurs. So, they'll be they'll be way be- better. Um, and I think the Pelicans win, you know, a couple couple more games than they did last year. So 
you know, it's to me, I think, you know, it's still going to always come down to Golden State and Houston in the West, but that third seed is always up for grabs, and it was last year, you know, because it came down to the last game of the season where Portland picked up the third seed and then Pelicans were the sixth seed. So it's like the Pelicans can be the team to take over that third seed if they choose if they choose to. You know, yeah, there's Utah out there with Donovan Mitchell. You know, I get it. You know, he's been balling. He did his thing last year as a rookie. But at the same time, you know, you still can beat them. You still can beat them, you know. Anthony Davis is way better than Gobert, um, you know, and – Drew Holiday plays good defense, so you, you still you still can beat them as well. So it's just to where it's like they have a chance to be that seed in the West with the team that they have right now. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season. Uh, the season kicks yep. off. Oh man, I had it up written down. I know what I did with it. Um, I'll bring it. I'll, I'll put it up next week and bring it up next okay. week to uh, open the game. And I know it's in October. I think it's the seventeenth. Um, so I'll bring that up next week. We'll talk they about play, this. Schedule. They play Houston. They play Houston opening Houston. season in Houston. Okay, okay. The season opening in Houston. Okay. So it yeah. should be a good game. It should be that should be good um, with them. Uh, now before we get out of here, uh, don't forget, man, check out Tulane Green Wave football. We're gonna be giving away uh, tickets this season to the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, their first home game is Thursday night, August thirtieth, against Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Seven o'clock. Um, to get tickets, go to TulaneTicks.com to get tickets for the game. But listen to us here on WTXD Talk Radio, and we will be giving away a pair of tickets to the Tulane Wake Forest game. So, all right, then. Nate, anything before we get out of here? Nah, man, let's get it. Friday, big game, home, Superdome. Let's get it popping, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Friday night, 7 p.m. in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, the New Orleans Saints. The Arizona Cardinals, uh, who that nation, let's go get this win. Even though it's preseason, we're not going to go crazy uh, either way. So um, it's been fun, man. Thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to download the TuneIn app on your smartphone. Take us on the go with you 24-7, 365. You can also listen to us on our website at WTXGTalkRadio.com. So for myself, Thomas Big T, and our sports director, Nader Murphy, you've been tuned in. To overtime sports talk. It's real sports talk from real sports fans. We'll see you next Wednesday night. Y'all be good. Prescriptions to make me feel